Great to have your company on this Wednesday morning for the next 10 minutes or so as we sift through what's been a pretty busy time in New South Wales harness racing. Of course, we had the Inter-Dominion nominations close on Monday at midday. A total of 167 nominations lodged across the pacing and trotting divisions. And as you would expect, being the home state, New South Wales certainly has been heavily represented. 63 of the 103 pacing nominations coming out of New South Wales. A few from uh, New Zealand as well. Of course, Victoria having 25 nominees and then a few from Queensland, Western Australia, South Australia and Tasmania as well. So we'll wait and see uh, how those nominations I guess hold up over the next month or so when we see the first round of paid uh, slots I guess uh, decided and we press ahead to what is going to be a super, super series culminating on December 11 at Tabcourt Park Menangle. Speaking of Tabcourt Park Menangle, we had a good card of racing of eight there yesterday afternoon and there was a nice two-year-old who was able to clock good time, a two-year-old filly come say hi for the Belinda and Luke McCarthy team. She went 53 and a piece, so that was not a bad effort from that girl and she's bred in the purple as well by Better's Delight out of three eagles which makes her a half sister to of course likes of fly like an eagle and what has been a really good producing family so we'll keep an eye on come say hi and also there was the three-year-old a trotting track record broken yesterday as well by What's Up Majestic. He clocked 154-2 and two for his trainer and driver Ricky Orchard and he's joining us as our guest for On The Pace this morning to discuss that and plenty of other stable news as well. Thanks for your time this morning, Rick, and welcome back to New South Wales. No worries. Thanks, Brittany. That was a good performance from that bloke yesterday. I know that he's a horse that's always had good ability and he's been in all the big races as well, but uh, he seemed to do it very easily. Yeah, that's right, Britt. Um, he's a quality horse. As, as um, He's already a Group 1 winner when he won the Breeders' Crown last year, just under 12 months ago down in Melbourne. And um, Yeah, just the end of last prep or mid-last prep, um, he sort of went a little bit of a miss. He was down in Melbourne and he sat outside a horse called Cow Valley Hot Shot in the wet. Um, and I think they broke um, the Gestuoso's track record by about two seconds that night. And he, he was probably going to run a second, I think. And he put in a funny one up the straight. And from that day on, he just never seemed to trot right. So we've spelled him and brought him back. And yeah, he, he's trotting, trotting really good. And I'm really looking forward to what he can do in the coming months. Well, that's one thing I was going to touch on because he just looked really fluent and quite safe yesterday because he has had from time to time, you know, he hasn't always been the, the furnished racehorse and he's been able and he's been capable of making a break here or there, but he was pushed hard early. He was never really given an opportunity to get a breather yesterday and he never really put looked to put a foot wrong. No, that's right. And, you know, that probably comes down to, to what I just stated. Like last time in... Early in the piece, um, he was trotting really good. And then whatever happened, we couldn't really put our finger on it. But he, uh, Chris Minosio had him down there for me and he rang and he just said, look, this horse isn't right. And he sent him back home and we had uh, the New South Wales Derby in mind. And I think he won here at Menangle, but I still wasn't happy with him. And we put him in the Derby and he just trotted horrible. So we, we put him away. Um, gave him about 10 weeks off, I think. And whatever it was, touch wood, it seemed to heal itself. And you know, he, he trotted yeah, really, really well yesterday and he did do it quite comfortable. 
He'd had the two trials in preparation for yesterday's effort, but on times alone, there was fairly significant improvement to what he did yesterday. Did you have him at his 100% peak fitness? Because he'd had sort of those trials in the lead up to, I guess, the, look like the last week or so in the lead up. So uh, he'd had a busy seven days or so. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, I'll give a lot of credit, as I always do, to Ricky Hunt. Like, I've been away for three months and um, him and the team here sort of had him ticking along, just sort of trotting along, not a lot of gear, no head check, open bridle, whatever else. And uh, I gave him his first trial last Wednesday and he just uh, made a little break out of the mobile, just got his head down a little bit and um, become a little bit unbalanced. So I just went back and put the head check on him and changed a little bit of gear. And, um, yeah, that, I mean, he just had a very quiet trial on Saturday night because he, he actually had a bar on him from when he galloped in the derby. So he, the, we just wanted to get that off. We weren't worried about times. But as far as fitness goes, I would have said he was at 70% yesterday. So, you know, without being you know, cocky or getting too ahead of myself, um, he, he definitely wasn't wound right up. So, you know, he, he, he's a horse that has a bright future, providing everything stays sweet with him. Well, what's in the immediate future for him? Because at this time of year, the obvious, I guess, plans are to look to Victoria. In saying that, it's a very hard situation for you to be in as a trainer and a driver to have to send him that direction. But it looks as though that's probably going to have to be the case. But you've got that great relationship with Chris Finosio. So is that where he heads now? Yeah, look, I'll discuss it with the owners uh, or the owner, Brad Watts. Um, it was actually his birthday yesterday, so it was a nice little present for him. <laughs> but... Um, look, he'll probably race here in a fortnight um, at Menangle and then he, he'll definitely have to go to Melbourne for the Derby heats and then the, the Breeders' Crown hopefully we can go back to back in that, that's what we'll aim him at but as far as me going or um, you know Ricky Hunt going we'll just have to just, well, see what happens with the border closures and with um, you know the restrictions coming back into the state because I actually have a couple of horses that have to head that way so I mean it's so uncertain but we'll just have to take that as it comes. One of those horses I'm sure is the stable star Tough Monarch and he'll go around on Saturday night alongside Indefensible in the Tony and Jill McGrath Trotters Cup and they go over the 3,000 metres so uh, we don't see a lot of that distance programmed in New South Wales, but for the Trotters under the standing start on Saturday night, they will go over that trip. And it's never easy to win off 30 metres, but I guess that extra distance uh, is somewhat of a benefit to Tough Monarch because it just gives him that little bit of extra time to get into his rhythm. Yeah, that's right, Britt. Um, it, it's sort of, he's a hard horse to play here in Sydney, Tough Monarch, being such a high grade. And, you know, he, he's dollars that he's won. Um, recently sort of, you know, put, puts him always in a hard position to draw bad. Um, his main goal is at Melton in a fortnight. Um, there's a group one trot down there, random barrier over a mile. So I was just in two minds whether to send him this week or, or what to do as a lead-up race. Um, and I've elected to stay here just because it is over 3,000 metres. But these races are never easy to win off a handicap, especially in such a big field. And I think there's you know, 14 horses now he has to come around. But one thing that is for sure is the distance won't worry him. In terms of his performances on the other side of his Queensland campaign, I think it's fair to say he wasn't at his absolute best, but he's had a month between runs. So no doubt uh, you've sort of gone back to the drawing board and are you happy with where he's at now? 
Yeah, really happy. I mean, um, after Queensland, like his runs prior to Queensland were, were exceptional and his running Queensland was so good. Um, he was just so close to breaking the half a million dollar mark. And I probably got a little bit greedy. Um, just, you know, I put him in when I probably should have been giving him a bit of an easy couple of weeks. And yeah, now we've, we've freshened him up and his, um, his work on Saturday, I gave him a bit of a hit out here and it was as good as it's been. So... Yeah, I think he's right where I want him. Um, obviously, the following week's his main goal. In terms of the following week, I know he's a horse that the racing's never really seemed to bother him. Does it concern you at all, the fact that he has to go 3,000 metres back to a sprint trip, he has to travel down in you know a seven-day turnaround, or is that the program that you set for him? That's how you believe you can get him to that Group 1 in his best possible condition? Um, it's probably not ideal, 3,000 metres into a mile Group 1. Um, but he, he is quite a versatile horse. Um, it doesn't seem to worry him. Uh, you know, the other option I had was to send him down this week and race him at Bendigo on Saturday night where he had to draw 10 anyway because it was drawn on dollars last four and he was the highest earner in the noms. Um, so either way, it wasn't going to be, you know, an ideal race. So I just elected to stay here for more money and, you know, have him here for another week before I send him down. Is there, in terms of the situation, it's probably looking unlikely at this stage with the next week or so that you'll be able to travel south. Have you sorted a driver for next week or is that still to come? Oh, look, we, we haven't discussed it yet, but obviously Anthony Butt, he's uh, won three, three Group 1 races on him. If he's available, he'll more than likely drive him. But, yeah, we'll just get through this Saturday night um, and then, you know, nominate him down there and just take it as it comes. But, yeah, that, that would be the logical driver I would say. Indefensible is your other horse engaged in that race. Has he been a little bit of a surprise package because uh, he came to you but he's just been so consistent since he joined your stable. I don't think he's, I think he might have missed the placings on one or two occasions and his last two wins have been so impressive. He seems to be on the up. Yeah, um, he's a horse that um, I do really quite like. Um, once again, Ricky's done a super job with his horse while I was in Queensland. Um, yeah, I think he's only missed the check or top three twice since he's been in our in our care. But he, I, I do like his horse and, you know, this is a big step up for him, um, racing these horses. But he, you know, he, I've actually put a norm in for the Inner Dominion for this horse, just mainly because it is his. Um, but he, he's a horse that is really improving and these horses that do improve like him, you know, who knows how far they will go. So, yeah, we, we've stepped him up this week, and if he steps cleanly and, and is on the pace, he definitely won't disgrace himself. It'll be a good measuring stick for Indefensible. They're going around in that Group 2 feature. On a few of the other stable stars, Captain Crusader, were you happy with his performance last Saturday night? It probably wasn't the ideal position to be in parked out, but I thought he did a good job, all things considered. Yeah, I was happy. I mean, naturally enough, um, you know, you get disappointed. I, I think he was in the same boat. I think that was the first time in about 16 starts that that little horse hasn't run top three. Um, but no, I was happy with his run. Um, you know, just managing these horses that have had um, you know, big seasons like him. Um, he's, you know, his main goal is Breeders' Challenge and, you know, got him home from Queensland and, you know, wasn't Oh, I have been quite easy on him as well as just trying to tick him along. So he'll really benefit from that run. Um, probably look at maybe giving him a run at Menangle next Tuesday. Um, try and place him where he can draw a bit better. 
and then into the heats of the Breeders' Challenge of follow-up seven days later. And crunch time, where's he? I didn't see a nomination for him for the Inter-Dominion. Obviously just probably not the style of series that suits him absolutely best. Yeah, look, I um, crunch time's in the paddock. Um, he, he, that horse has never really had a um, you know a good spell to season him into into the racing that he's been um, racing. Like he, he's just jumped from you know his two year old season, two year old season into his three year old into his four year old. So look, I, I don't think the Inner Dominion series would have suited him at all. The distance and the backing up. Um, so we've elected to give him a good spell now um, and look at you know the sprint races into the Miracle Mile, hopefully if he can take that next step up, which he needs to. Yeah, absolutely. It will come around so quickly as well. Appreciate your time this morning, Rick. Best of luck uh, on Saturday night, of course, with those two runners in that Group 2 feature. And then for the next few weeks or so, it's going to be a busy back end to the season, but hopefully it's filled with plenty of success. Yep, no worries. Thanks, Brittany. Ricky Orchin there this morning, our guest for On The Pace. So great to see Tough Monarch back, and he's currently the tab favourite for that uh, Tony and Jill McGrath Trotters Cup, which will be the feature on Saturday night. We'll see if we can get uh, another uh, set of connections targeting that race for tomorrow morning's edition. Maybe we'll see if we can catch up with Carrie Ann or Robbie Morris because, of course, they have Funky Monkey engaged. And again, for her, it's a big step up, but she's been so impressive since coming across from New Zealand. She tasted defeat for the first time last Saturday night behind Aldebaran Ravani, but her effort was still full of merit. So that race is going to be ultra competitive there on Saturday night. And of course, we get to see King of Swing as well. So it is a super card of racing out of Menangle. Tonight, Bathurst is where we have our attention on from a racing perspective. Eight races at first gets underway at 6.07. We'll be back tomorrow morning for On The Pace at 10.30.